Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Authentic Messengers. My name is Catherine Van Wetter and I'll be your host today. Every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, I have been interviewing different authors from our new book, Life Sparks, and all of these interviews will be archived. So if you miss one, you can go to www.blogtalk forward slash authenticmessengers.com. Please also visit us on our Facebook page, Authentic Messengers. And if you like what you're hearing, give us a thumbs up. Any comments are always appreciated. And if you know of anyone who would be interested in being on the show, please let us know. So today, February 21st, I have the honor of interviewing Lauren Parati. She delivered her first keynote talk as a valedictorian of her graduating class, Catholic Kindergarten. With sparkle and humor, Lauren has delivered messages of leadership and what it takes to triumph in the ABCs of life on many stages and pages in the years since blending over 25 years of executive expertise in business, psychology, and the arts, Lauren guides visionary, spiritual seekers, and lovers of life to design lives they love. So welcome, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and to have a chat with you. <laughs> and I'm, it's wonderful that you had your first keynote in in your graduating class as a kindergartner. <laughs> they, hear, they say that everything we need to learn, we've learned in kindergarten. So obviously you're a very quick learner. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, it's really funny, that Catherine, that um, you actually are starting with that because with, probably about a few years ago, I was at a... At a um, a retreat or, you know, a, a conference. And I, I, you know, they brought the mic over to me to make a point or to say something from, you know, being a participant. And I said, oh, I love microphones. Thank you. And I've always loved being on stage. And, and then I went and spontaneously shared that little anecdote. And everybody busted up. The leaders said, oh, you've got to use that. You've got to use that in your marketing and in your, you know, in your stuff. And I didn't for a while. And then I thought, well, why not? Um, I went to a Catholic school and especially in kindergarten, I had a nun who actually kind of frightened me, (laughs) but probably helped me to really excel in something where she chose me to be the valedictorian of the graduating class. And, And, and I don't know if it's still the case for in Catholic school, or in any, even in public schools for kindergartners. But back in my day, they actually had a graduation whole ceremony. And as the valedictorian, I actually had to deliver a speech. You know, I can only imagine what I said in my speech. You know, welcome mommies, daddies, grandmas, grandpas. 
Yeah. No, thanks for being here. And all here. your faces out there. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. But um, and I, wow, I was missing so... my two front teeth at that point too, so that was a challenge. Probably had a little bit of lisping happening as well. Yes, so exactly. You mentioned you mentioned when um, when we were talking before the show started that you don't have a fear at all of speaking in front of people and it sounds like it started at a very young age could so what you do now is you go out and you do speak to large audiences and they say that speaking in front of people is one of the biggest phobias um around short of jumping out of a yeah, parachute yeah they do yeah um, or I've jumping heard out that of a and... mm-hmm. 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 and but you enjoy doing... you know i I do really enjoy doing it. And, um, you know, I think Jerry Seinfeld was a comedian who said, you know, you know, mo- he, most people would rather actually be, you know, not be giving the eulogy, but <laughs> they'd rather be the one being eulogized. That's how afraid they are. But I think it's important, and this is one of the, one of the things we'll probably be talking about today, is everybody – each of us on this planet, every human being has, you know, a mix of unique gifts and talents, both innate as innate part of your essence um, and what you've honed along your path. And the more you get clear about what that is and you do it or you practice it or you express it, the more of your inner light that you can shine out in the world and the, and the more joy and, and ease and harmony you feel in your life path and so it might mm-hmm. not be speaking for somebody but that I do love to speak and I love to sing and and do things you know for audiences um, but I love helping people well, find and hone what their passions are mm-hmm. and especially now you know it's I know there's probably not and especially now it's probably an especially now throughout all of our lives, but it seems especially now during what's happening energetically within our within our culture and within the world, the importance of people finding their voice, the importance of people being able to stand up and really show up in the area that they were born to be, as you uh, as you briefly spoke about. And it's exciting because the name of our show today is Ignite the Fire of your purpose, passion, and power. And so wanting to delve into what it is and how it is that you work with folks and um, also your quote with your life is in your hands, if you could talk a little bit from the beginning or wherever it is you want to begin to speak about this. Sure. Thank you. I'd love to. It's like, okay, where do I begin? It's so rich and it's so potent (laughs) and there's so much there. Um, in fact, I just um, recently wrote and had published um, my first solo book. I've been a published author as a co-author in a handful of books, but now I have my own book that was just released at the end of last November, The Destiny Designer, Seven Sacred Flames to Light Your Path with Passion and Playful Prosperity. But one of the – my original title was going to be Ignite the Fire of Your Purpose, Passion, and Power with a subtitle, but I kind of honed in on this other title. But one of the key premises um, in 
not only my philosophy and in my coaching, but that I lay out in the book is um, how and why we, uh, that I believe that we can ignite the fire of our purpose, passion, and power to really live the life you love and serve your soul's mission. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, let me say first that in my belief, I, I believe that we are each a spark of the universe. And so we each have a unique purpose to, you know, to express in the world, in this, in this life, um, in this life path, in this, this iteration of, <laughs> of your living in, your, in this body, in this lifetime. And the more, I think the more you understand your divine self and, you know, better yet, develop and maintain a connection to it and then align your life path with it, the more the universe and really everything and everyone around you will empower your ability to manifest your greatest dreams all along the way. And there are so many tools for discovering that and and understanding that, Um, but one of the most potent ones I've discovered is um, a, a system that lays out how your your soul purpose is imprinted in the lines and, and prints in your hands. So I can tell you about mm. that. Yes. Is it like fingerprints and handprints, palms, or is yes. it? Yes. Yes. It is. So Do you want to go ahead and so speak? Sure. Sure. Um, so this, this is a good starting off point for you. Yeah, why not? Um, so, you know, you probably have heard the old saying, your life is in your hands, but you, maybe you or other people probably haven't taken it as a literal truth. But what if it mm-hmm. really is true that your soul actually chose a purpose or a mission for you to serve along with really significant themes and lessons you would face and learn in this lifetime before you were born and imprinted it or embossed it, a blueprint of it in your hands. Well, I found a system that shows just that. And it really is one of the most powerful resources I've studied and used for myself and for others in discovering and divining divine destiny and, and soul purpose. And it really it combines wow. ancient palmistry with the latest scientific data about fingerprint identification, along with advances in human psychology and philosophy into a system that can look at um, these prints and markings in your hands and, you know, decode what it says about you and your purpose and your mission. And so unlike wow. some forms of, of palmistry, which is used more as a fortune telling device, which it can be, you know, you've seen fortune tellers or, or palm readings, you know, businesses, you know, or signs for a palm reader, you know, walking down the street in the window of a building. And those are useful for certain purposes. The way this particular system is used is really to help you understand how it is and what it is that you are here to be and do. Not, you know, will I meet the man of my dreams next year or something like that. 
Wow. Wow. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing that. I added that piece to my toolkit about, mm, I'd say, five years ago. And I, wow. I heard somebody else on a on being interviewed <laughs> who was talking mm-hmm. about it. And she, uh, Pamela Landers, studied with Richard Unger, this man who um, created this system of soul purpose hand analysis. He based it on his study of fingerprints over 50 years um, and developed this kind of intricate roadmap for decoding the blueprint of your soul psychology in your hands. And, you know, he's read wow. hundreds of thousands of hands. It's, it's really amazing. And he laid it all out in this book, his book, Life Prints. And he also founded the Inter- International Institute of Hand Analysis. So I studied with, you know, I, I studied his, um, his wisdom and then I trained directly with the two women, Pamela and Beth Davis, who have studied, had studied intensively with him. And now I've been doing, you know, lots and lots and lots of readings for people with this modality over several years. And it's wow. really amazing. I interviewed, I interviewed someone when I, when I had a show back in the early 2000s who did, who did the fingerprint and palm reading that I and I believe she trained with the same person. Is he down in was is he down in California or? Yeah, he's um, in Sausalito, which is you know I live Sausalito. in the Bay Area. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's exciting. So people people who choose to work with you, then you're able to, with the different um, variances of tools that you have, you're able to help them if they have some idea of what it is that they are destined to do or not, you help them through the different modalities and, and this one in particular, right? Definitely. To help them figure I out. I do. Mm-hmm. And it's, yes. And I, it seems, uh, it seems I've, I've found that the people who are drawn or attracted to wanting that information Either they already have a sense of it and they just really get a deeper validation through the reading, through this hand, you know, sole purpose hand reading, or and mm-hmm. or they have an additional aha that even deepens their understanding of that purpose. Wow. So, so part of there's we hear so many different things about people's destiny being born into a destiny um, and that I know like with the kind of work I do with um, family constellation work, we talk about the soul of who we are and the soul of our family and that the soul has us, we don't have it and that we're born into certain situations and circumstances. So with this, do you believe is your sense that, our soul actually chooses a purpose or mission before we were born and creates a blueprint for how to understand. And that's part of what you talked about within your hands, right? So believing that the soul does have a purpose or mission before we were born of what it is we're going to be doing. I, I have come to really believe that. I mean, as we started mm-hmm. off this show talking about my Catholic 
kindergarten, <laughs> you know, brilliance. I grew up Catholic. I'm a, I come from a big Italian family. And it probably, I mean, the Catholic faith has probably evolved a lot over the years, but I don't know if a true dogmatic Catholic might believe that. But I mm-hmm. do believe that. I, I, I've seen and understood and learned too much um, in my spiritual quest to not believe that. It's it's so uncanny. Yeah. And I, I yeah. I, and I also believe what you're saying. It goes even beyond that. That you choose the you know the family that you're that you're with to learn more of your lessons and and grow past it and ascend, mm-hmm. you know, in your spiritual uh, journey. Yeah. So it, it's. Wow. So with the, with mm-hmm. adding the fingerprint and also the palms, have you worked with, have you worked with some people who are like the, the resistant ones as far as what they find out their, their purpose or their mission is? And it's like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, it's, we're always the last <laughs> ones sometimes to want to do what our purpose or mission is. It's like, oh, it goes against, you know, who I believe myself to be. Um, wondered if you could talk a little bit about that, and if you do, how do you help people move to the stage where they have the confidence in themselves to actually do it? It's kind of a twofold That's question. A great, no, that is a great question, Catherine. I, I think there's, I haven't necessarily encountered as much of that which you just kind of described, more so than people who almost doubt that they could be up to it you know mm-hmm. it's like really um can i you know can i do that or is that really you know my my part life purpose and i know a couple of people that are close to me that still kind of question and, and not, are not moving fully as fully into it but, you know, I also believe in divine order when, you know, for each of our paths, mm-hmm. if we stay open and are willing um, that the, when the time is right, you, we, you step into the next part of it. And in, in my book, there are, there's, there are practices that help people um, beyond just discovering or igniting their purpose, passion, Empower, you know, they really they can shore up and claim their personal power and confidence, and further hone that, which fuels their fire. And then there are practices mm-hmm. which help sustain the flame to keep you going. Because for any of us, I don't care how enlightened I've become or whatever, it is very <laughs> human to get stuck again or and to start really doubting yourself, like, well, I guess maybe I wasn't supposed to do that because I, I, otherwise I'd be doing it a lot more. But mm-hmm. it's it's also important to really be gentle with ourselves <laughs> and not have such high demands or expectations of where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So when you, 
and that was a wonderful answer. Thank you so much for that, because sometimes I imagine it could be who, who am I to think that I could have such a mission in life? You know, who am I to think that, that I'm important enough to, to do this work in life? And it always reminds me of who are you not to think that um, in order to represent so glad other people. Yes, because that's what I say. Who am I? Who are you not to? Mm-hmm. Who are you not to do? Because you are a spark, a unique spark of the divine, and you know the the universe needs your facet of light to be shining. You know, just like mm-hmm. a, a facet in a diamond. You know, it it needs your facet in your particular. Um, fragment of of the prism of life of light to be expressed out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, so it's, it's fascinating almost, because I'm sorry, it's almost what? No, go ahead. I want to hear what you. What I, I was going to say, Marianne Marianne Williamson recently wrote a book. Um, called From Tears to Triumph about the epidemic of depression, anxiety, um, and different emotional disorders in some ways disordered or dis-ease within individuals who have lost hope, have lost faith in themselves, have lost self-respect, et cetera. And it's interesting as you're talking, you know, wondering if the number of people who who have these different symptoms, if, if it's the soul that's, that's crying out and comes in the form of whatever will get someone's attention, please, please do the work that you're destined to do instead of being at a job, which I recognize we all need to have our jobs in many ways in order to do our work in many cases, unless we're fortunate enough to, to not have to do that. But the soul almost saying, please, 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 do your work, and please find ways to accomplish that. I wondered if that resonated at all with you, with what you've seen, with the folks that you've worked with. Um, it is, I mean, it, to say that you're, that is such a potent and prescient point, Catherine, because that is a, a core point. First of all, it's something that comes directly from my own life experience, which I can touch on. But it's mm-hmm. it is so spot on that it's not it's just uncanny because it is the soul and the spirit that's crying out, and mm-hmm. I I believe that if you if a person is if some asp, if some key aspects of your essence are kind of shut down or are 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 not being expressed in your life and your livelihood for a long enough period of time that does lead to disillusionment, depression, dis-ease, mm-hmm. and that can manifest into an actual disease in your body. That happened to me. And I was, you know, in corporate America at one point in my journey in the business world, in the finance, high final financial business world, and there was nothing, there's nothing in and of itself that's wrong with that. There is a part of me that is brilliant at that. But there were so many other parts of me that were shut down in that world. 
and were not being expressed. Mm-hmm. And I, I was starting to feel depressed and, and not happy and not content. And I, then I felt stuck there. How do I get out of this? How do I do something else? And so my, that went on for long enough to where, to the point where my body shut down and bailed and bailed me out. My body kind of bailed me out of there by getting really sick with a life-threatening disease. I had diagnosed with acute leukemia. And wow. It, I, I spent the better part of the next year in an isolation unit in the hospital being treated <laughs> with nuclear levels of chemo and other things to uh, to help to save me, and I felt relieved, believe it or not, relieved because mm-hmm. I had a reason to not have to go do that other work, to go do that work. Now I had a reason because <laughs> I had to fight for my life. Wow. And that's saying something, you know, so you don't have to mm-hmm. go to that, to that place to actually discover and design a life you love that's in alignment with your sole purpose and you can co-create, you can be part of creating your destiny instead of, you know, merely accepting some kind of fate. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's amazing because um, I had something similar uh, about a year and a half ago. I was diagnosed with melanoma and I had been working in community mental health as a mental health clinician and at one time was suspended because of a lapse of license. And the next time I actually got terminated, it took two times for me to leave an atmosphere that was to- so toxic and mm-hmm. working with a, with a structure that was as a sensitive was so um, shame based. And, you know, after I, after I was terminated and found the melanoma, and gratefully was able to work through it. It was um, benign once they, they got it all out. It was amazing. It was amazing to go into that place and recognize literally the work we do. It can cause such toxic effects in us and the gratitude, you know, going down to the bottom. And I'm, I'm sensing that when you recognize this was happening within this horrific diagnosis was also the beautiful blessing and right beside it, the solution of what, what you needed to do to take care of yourself and to heal fully. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And wow. I, that's another, that's another, um, that's additional wisdom that I feel like I bring to bear with people that I work with if it if it's appropriate or if it's part of the lesson for them in that to to find the the gift within a trial so that you can triumph and rise up you know rise up again because yeah. I've had many, I've had other life trials. That was a pretty significant one, but there were others too. And um, I think through each one, it helped me to further claim and hone what it is really that I love and what what I love to do and what I'm here to help and serve in the world. 
Wow, and what a beautiful expression of of again being able to to get the gift instead of going into the victim, which I, I know it can be easy to do, and I've fallen into it many times myself. But to really be able to turn it around and recognize that our whatever is going on with us is not separate from the wholeness of who we are. It's not because of someone else necessarily. It's it's the inside job of that recognition. So I'm so grateful you're you're in good health and also doing this beautiful work you're doing. Um, how can passion and play help you manifest a life you love? I love that question. <laughs> so, you know, if you really sometimes I like to first really look at this, what, what the definition of a word, you know, sometimes <laughs> helps. Like, well, what is passion? Um, mm-hmm. Passion is so many things, but passion at its core for me is energy. So passion is a driving force that can further spark your inner fire and get it moving. And this kind of tags on to what we were just talking about with the disease, and I'll get to that in a moment. But your your inner fire, or is what some people call your chi, is your soul surging through your body and, and like keeping it awake. And that's why you can feel so alive when you're connected to and engaged with what you feel passionate about, because your chi is flowing, your life force energy is flowing and, and vibrating at a higher level. And when you either lost your connection to your passion or you, you never learned to identify what you love to begin with, your life force energy eventually will, will slow down and can literally mm-hmm. become stuck. And that's when what can lead to what we just talked about, kind of feeling lethargic, depressed, or, then, or you could actually really get sick like I did and like you did. And so it's so essential to be connected to, to have your passion sparked, ignited in your life um, to, to live a life you love. And there are ways if you're not somebody who knows what you really love, and believe, believe it or not, there are so many people who don't. Oh, I'm yeah. talking about adults. I'm talking about that. a CEO of a, mm-hmm. a Fortune 100 company. I'm talking about mm-hmm. so many people out there didn't learn how to think about themselves and what truly lights them up. And Mm -hmm. additionally, as many of us grow up into adulthood, it's easy to lose our sense of play. I mean, if you're around children enough, you might remember because all you have to do is watch a kid or be around kids and just watch how they just free play and use their imagination and have just a kind of a playful um, essence in their little lives. And I know it might seem like, well, when you're an adult, you have all these responsibilities and we have to work and we have to do this and we have to do that. How, how, can, how can I possibly feel playful or passionate? Well, you can <laughs> And I believe not just about the passion part, but the playful essence part. I like to infuse playfulness into my life, and I like to help 
people find ways to infuse playfulness into their into the realms of their lives so that they stay feeling alive and youthful and and full of energy, which, you know, energy is mm-hmm. when you have energy flowing in your body, you feel alive and more happy and more purposeful. So that's why I love combining play with passion. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm reminded of, of how many people now are forced to, because of their own survival, are forced to continue working well into their years, um, into their 70s in order to be able to get food on the table and having multiple jobs and how children, many children are latchkey kids now. And as some of the listeners may be hearing, you know, in the archive show or the ones who are listening now, how can you, as far as the survival mechanism that so many of us have been entrained to to have in our lives, you know, you have to work hard, you think money's what it takes in order to be happy, in order to be successful. wondered if you had any thoughts to share on many people now who feel like they don't have the option. And we talked a little bit about this previously, about finding their purpose and who am I to do my purpose. wondered if you could maybe glean some insight on, on this comment of how do people justify doing something that is their heart's desire as opposed to putting food on the table. Sure. Um, that's a great point because it's easy uh, it's easy to get to stay in a mindset that is based on I can't or how, how can I, instead of what, what is it that I would love? What is it that I'm here to do? You know, how, what, you almost um, stop the, 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 envisioning or the creative process by immediately thinking about how would I possibly do that or look at everything that I have in front of me, it's not possible. So I also teach ways to shift your thinking into empowered thinking versus limiting beliefs and to really identify what kind of Mm -hmm. limiting beliefs you might have and try to to reframe how an empowered way of thinking can literally shift um, your your physical reality of what might be possible, of what actually might unfold the miracles that can come across your path by, by, by shifting the way you think and talk, um, it's 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 really unbelievable. I mean, I'm sure you've heard of Henry David Thoreau. Yes. And um, so Henry David Thoreau, I start, this is just popping into my head, so I'll just say a little bit about, of it, about this, if that's okay. Henry David Thoreau, yes. you know, back in the 1800s, was involved with a group of, thought leaders who liked to get together and think about grand ideas and and visions they had for the world, like Ford and Edison and, you know, some other authors of the time. 
And Henry David Thoreau apparently wanted to embark on an experiment of what it would be like or feel like to like just live deliberately in the moment, in the present time, in the present, and kind of suck the the very marrow out of life itself. And that's when he went out to Walden mm. Pond and lived in a kind of a shack and lived simply and lived, you know, in nature and, and contemplated all this. And he mm-hmm. wrote about his experiment after the fact in his book, Walden or Life in the Woods. And he, the last kind of at the, toward the end of his book is this long quote or long quote, parts of it which have become in the popular lexicon where, you know, advance confidently in the direction of your dreams and something of that ilk, right? Well, in that whole quote, there's an actual code to how the universe, the laws of the universe really work, where if you you just begin imagining the life you love and then get a vision of it, and then even if you don't know how it's all going to work out, you start advancing and take action steps in that direction one little step at a time the universe starts to conspire with you by setting things in motion where suddenly you're meeting people you might not have ever met that Mm -hmm. further propel that which you were, were desiring onto your path and make it possible. And I have so many examples of that. I won't go into them now, but it really, it really can happen that way. It's happened for me. It's happened for me in a lot of ways where I didn't know exactly why I was moved. You know, I I sold my townhouse in Newport Beach because I got this bubbling up of feeling that it was time for me to move north, and I didn't know how or why. I didn't know anyone up here. I just sold my house and moved up here, and all of a sudden I was meeting people, and I was talking about creative expression and the arts and transformation, and then I was meeting people who said, well, you should be, you know, you should meet so so and so and that's when I went and got a master's degree in expressive arts therapy which I never thought I was going to go back to graduate school and my whole life changed complete direction in the direction of my vision and my dream Wow! in a way that I couldn't have mapped out had I not just begun to think about it and begun to take steps in a direction that I felt guided to do, even though I didn't have the full vision that how it was going to, where it was going to lead me. And that can happen for anybody. And it so, reminds me of stepping, um, excuse me. No, go ahead. It, it reminds me of Stepping in really into the the curiosity and into the field of grace, so to speak, with beginner's mind as as we begin to entertain the little whisperings that may come to us during the day when we're in silence or out in nature or during our dream state of having a vision come forward. And instead of poo-pooing it, really paying attention to the different signs that show up and the different metaphors. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what makes so it so magical and, and potent. 
Yeah, and now it's it's exciting. I I think about little kids who spend hours daydreaming and and how many times that can be looked at as a child being easily distracted or not being able to focus and how sad it is with the with the beautiful imagination, the fertile imagination of young ones. And as they enter into school, many of them, it gets decultured, denatured out of them to become focused and to need to pay attention to things that aren't that interesting and that, Wondering, as Disney says, you know, with the infinite imagination, anything, anything is possible. And I wondered if you work with children, with parents who are wise enough to, to tap into the children and their little visions that they have. If you, if you've worked with children in this area, that's a great question. I first of all, I love children. <laughs> I'm a kid person, I'm, and I've gotten so much um, validation both from real-life people around me as well as kind of um, spirit-guided validation that one of my gifts is working with children. I haven't been working mm. with children lately um, in this coaching kind of realm. However, I have worked with children and families when I was practicing, practicing as a, thera- a psychotherapist. And I incorporated, mm-hmm. when, I, when I was working in that mo- mode, I worked with the arts and expressive arts therapy as tools of um, healing and change and discovery. So I think by doing, when I did that work, I didn't just work, I often didn't just work with, the child. I worked with the whole family system, and I thought that was a really powerful way for, for the adults, the parents, to see, mm-hmm. you know, the beauty and the wisdom of their child and, and the childlike imagination and, and um, using imagery and, and vision and imagination. Mm. Well, now you get to work with big people and their little yes. kids inside that are just screaming to to be able to express and play and and um, have visions that do come true. So many ways you still are yeah. working with children. Exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> so discovering your dream, can you give a little bit of an introduction to what the seven sacred planes are as you were? talked spoke of briefly in the beginning of this interview. Sure. Um, so let me give this back to that. Um, the seven sacred flames. So first of all, I would love to, I love inspirational quotes. <laughs> so there's a quote that I used in my book in this particular chapter that is about the seven sacred flames. Um, I'm sure you may or may not have, but I'm sure you probably have heard of Paulo Coelho. Yes. He's an author that wrote The Alchemist, I believe, and he's got so many cool Mm -hmm. things that he said. But he says, don't fear the light within. May it ignite the sacred flame in your soul. 
And so I believe, you know, that really speaks to me because not only do I believe there's a sacred flame in your soul, but we have sacred flames within every area of our body, so to speak. So we have chakras, right? If you if you mm-hmm. believe in the world of chakras that are portals of energy and light to fuel your life force energy. And so I have what I did was integrate all of my studies, all of my the, the wisdom that I've gathered on my own life path and into a system, a methodology, so to speak, called the Destiny Designer. And the, the seven sacred flames are a component of the Destiny Designer methodology. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's a multifaceted methodology for you to discover, design, live, and lead your spirit or soul-inspired life and livelihood with so much more joy and authenticity and creative expression. And so the seven sacred flames uh, combine the wisdom and practices from not only chakra energy and light channels, but nature's elements, angelic guidance, creative arts processes, and symbolic and archetypal imagery. That each of the seven sacred flames carries a quality or principle that is essential to living your divine destiny. And each can be energized and sustained by aspects of these universal sources of energy and light. So the seven sacred flames that I lay out are, uh, the first one is presence, and that is your kind of your central foundation for grounding the visions and dreams you have for your life. It's associated with the first chakra or the root chakra. And there is um, the second flame of play. Play, pleasure, creativity, and sexuality are all primary ways to pump your juiciness factor for life, your feelings, your sensations. And so that's the second sacred flame, play. The third one is uh, power. Um, so it's kind of when you're when you're working with the third sacred flame, you're learning more and more how to harness your inner authority and being clear about your mm-hmm. core values um, and aligning your choices and actions with those values. You know, so so many people. It's so easy, especially when you're out in that corporate world we were talking about to not really be able to act or choose in alignment with what your core values are and your, your inner authority. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. a, really an essential sacred flame. And then there's passion, the fourth flame, about opening your heart and um, connecting with your heart essence. Uh, there's also pledge, you know, speaking your truth. That's the throat chakra Mm -hmm. or the fifth flame. And then there's perception, your third eye uh, flame, sacred flame, sixth flame, expanding your field of vision, really going Mm -hmm. beyond your five senses into your intuition and your imagination. And then 
prayer, you know, aligning with the divine, mm. with all that is. Wow. Those are beautiful. And so they all align with the, with the different chakras. They align wow. with the different chakras. And I also have mm-hmm. ways and practices that are um, wisdom from the angels, from tarot archetypes, from ex- the arts and creative creativity to activate and um, keep each of those flames, those chakras in balance. And then people, you mean people learn after you help them get them into balance and have a sense of what that feels like, then there are different skills and um, tools that they can use in order to keep them activated, which empower them, right? To, to keep themselves Absolutely. on, on yeah, on quest. Well, right. we're, we've got about, um, we have about five minutes, six minutes left. And one, I just thoroughly have enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. It's been really wonderful. And wondered if there's more that you would like to talk about that we've not touched on yet, if anything comes to mind. Thank you so much. First of all, I've thoroughly enjoyed this myself. It's really fun. Um, to just have a dialogue about it, you know, and to just talk about this really powerful, potent stuff. And what I've also loved is that it's it's not just powerful and potent. It's, it can be fun. It can make life mm-hmm. feel more playful and fun. Um, so one thing that um, we can kind of maybe wrap up with or, or end with is w- – Another another practice or another um, tool that I lay out in my book and that I actually work with people in the Destiny Designer methodology is designing your life play, what I call your life play plan. And it, what you, how that works is um, I help you see how you can put together ingredients you've discovered that will make your life a masterpiece. And it puts it, you know, it's a powerful way to lay out when you've what you've discovered, you know, my essence, my soul mission, my passion and dreams, mm-hmm. my top core values, my talents that must be expressed. You know, and then mm-hmm. really who's my core team? Who can I have in my core team? Spiritual beings that can be part of my core team. So I think it's part it's really essential to stay connected in community and not to be out there like trying, you know, you're not like no man is an island, right? <laughs> We're connected right. and no lone even further no lone right. ranger kind of thing. No lone mm-hmm. rangers. I mean, yes, we're all individual unique individuals, but I I believe that there's power in connection and community. So, you know, who are my earthly beings that can be part of my core team, spiritual beings, and what are my best practices for being present, playing, aiming my power, you know, each of the each of the seven sacred flames. What are my best practices for keeping those activated and in harmony and in a lot and in, in you know, balance. Hmm. So it's wow powerful to lay that out actually in a plan in writing 
so that you really mm-hmm. anchor it within yourself. And it, it can be a and living, evolving some... blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really it's really beautiful how how you have the seven the seven flames um, the seven sacred flames laid out. And I know I I'm a member of Unity and. Within the unity principles, we have what are called the 12 powers or the 12 gifts that we have within us. And one of them is power and, you know, another is understanding and imagination. And it reminds me as, as you're speaking that we are so magnificent in who we are and what we're made up of that every morning when we wake up, we have everything we could possibly need. And so it's, it's so beautiful that, that you're able to help people through their individual fingerprints and their individual palms to be able to help people remember, remember all those different parts of themselves and to give them the faith and the hope that yes, they are here for a reason and important that their voice be heard and their song be sang. Um, because yes, who knows how, how that... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sing your song. Sing wow. your soul song. Mm-hmm. Sing yeah. your soul song. There's a beautiful yes, saying, when was the last time you spoke... When was the last last time you spoke your story, your heart story, when was the last time you sang and when was the last time, right, that we stood up and joined each other's hands. And again, now more than ever, it's like needing to get out of one's own way because there is so much that needs to be done out in the world right now to support others who may have lost their way. Right. Absolutely. And yes, absolutely. I love it. It's important to, in that way to focus on what what you want versus what's wrong or what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The mind, as you know, doesn't recognize don't. <laughs> Instead, right, exactly. It, it hears. <laughs> yeah, my life's a mess. I don't want it to happen. Well, your wish is my command. <laughs> so, how exactly. can people get <laughs> purchase? <laughs> Purchase your book. Congratulations on the publication Thank of you so your much. book. How can people so, get your book and contact you? So here's how people can contact me. Uh, my website is, of course, www.laurenparati.com. And my book, The Destiny Designer, is available as an ebook or an actual physical paperback book on Amazon. Uh, so you can find that there. And I'm offering anybody who feels called to wanting um, an angel card reading, I'm offering that as a free gift for listeners um, on this program. So you can contact me um, at through my email, which is lauren, Parati, lauren at laurenparati.com. P-E-R-O-T-T-I. Yes. Yes. Good. Well, thank you so much. It was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful having you on, and I look forward to 
to continue in our conversation. Um, thank you for thank the work you that so you're much. doing. I really look forward you to are, the same thing. It's really been a it's really been a fun, and I've enjoyed actually talking to you, and I'd love to stay in touch with you. Yes, we will do that. And you're also a tribute that we indeed learn everything we need to know in kindergarten. <laughs> we just need we to do. remember that. <laughs> yes, the ABC, we do. One, two, three. So thank Absolutely. you so much. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, listeners, for um, listening in today. And for those who have others who would like to listen to this interview, again, you can go to blog talk authentic forward slash authentic messengers.com to go to our archive show. And next week is February 28th, the last day of February, hard to believe. And my guest is going to be Joe Arnold, who has developed his spirituality through his music and writing and has a book called The Song. Joe comes from a musical and spiritual background where the two combine to offer what he believes may actually be one of the universal truths, which brings emotional and spiritual healing to individuals. Gentle melodies of the flute can inspire deep contemplative feelings for those who are willing to listen. And as our Carlos Naki says, we all have a song. What is your song? So please join me next week in dialogue with Joe as he talks about his own journey from his young life through his elder years. And thank you again, dear listeners, and together we are the change. Together we are connected deeply and be kind to each other, love each other, and stay in touch. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Have a good afternoon or evening. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Blessings. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.